Good morning, Rabbi Sai. Ah, Lilu Nishma, Sibi Mirosiris was Mordechai. Live in Chicago, live in Eretz Yisrael, Sunday morning there in the base Medrash. Hi, guys. First of all, we have to announce we're just a few days away from Ksubis. Ksubis, I think the new number is 440 new people joining this year. It's great, but everybody should look at themselves and say, hey, did I bring one more guy to Torah? Did I encourage somebody, the Shabbos, to come join the Shir? If the answer is yes, then do it again. If the answer is no, what's wrong with you? Spotted. What is this? A frame HUD. It's like finding a sticker in a sticker stack. It's there somewhere, the eight minute off, all the way on the right, a license plate, right corner. Okay. Moshe Mizrahi. Hi, Rebelli. My name is Moshe Mizrahi. I've joined the wife since Megillah, and I have to say that that has changed my life. I was at a friend's wedding in Baltimore, and uh, wife Felder was schmoozing with me about the upcoming seum and deal. And he asked me, did you meet Zarek Spiro? So I said, no, who's that? And he said, he's one of the main guys in MDY. Let me, let me introduce you to him. Went over and introduced myself. Zarek says, ah, we're mishpacha. It was right then that I felt for the first time that I was part of the MDY family. Thank you, Rebelli, for everything you do for the klal. You should be blessed. This is for Morty Ness. I wish you a safe and healthy trip. I just want to tell you a funny story. I signed up for the online Opan, given over Zoom to improve my Hebrew. It's a small class with people from all over the map. In the middle of the class, a younger classmate, private messaged me, asked me, do you do daf? You see, this younger guy is trying to get other people. He listens. I answered, yes. And you? He replied, I listened to it. Ellie? Yeah. Turns out he's been doing the daf with MDY since Beta. If possible, I'd like to make a small shout out to Spencer Garfield doing the daf all the way from North Carolina. Unbelievable. Morty Ness. North Carolina. The guys are doing the daf in North Carolina. Akiva Ziegler says, my adventures yesterday show what MDY family is all about. At about 2 p.m., a post went out in local chat by Tzvi Cooperman looking for a ride for his son from camp to Brooklyn for his daughter's Shabbos Shabbos. Other than Catskills for the day, so I gladly offered to bring Avrumi into the city. When we pulled into camp, my wife noticed that he, that he and I knew each other. When I told her Avrumi is also part of the MDY, she was impressed. In the car, we discussed the camp hookups, which, by the way, didn't happen yet. In other words, they don't have that screen that we were talking about. So I offered Avrumi the chance to catch up. So he attached a photo of how he took advantage after a brief stop. I don't know if that's the photo. Kitsi was in Baltimore. He went from Brooklyn to Baltimore for bris. You travel, you stay by family, he says Akiva. You stay by family. The grandmother of the baby arranged for me to stay by Chacham Nach Morowitz's house. Alad Nachan described his reaction. It's Kishmak to be part of the MDY family, Akiva. But Kitsar, he went to Baltimore, he stayed by Nachem Horowitz. Here's a, I'm uh, talking about Baltimore. Here's their um, poster that they put up. Very cool, actually. It's the lion, the wheel, it's Akiva and his father learning this kutach in this and all sorts of jokes and funny stuff. It's very cool with official official humor. All right, here we go, Rabbi Sai. Today's sponsors and the sponsors for the coil. The Paris Achaydish for the coil, Lili Nishmas Zechariah ben Moshe. Paris Achaydish number one by the Lak and Lebevik families, Lakewood, New Jersey, because Torah is the best segula. Paras HaKadosh number two, Rufu Shlema, Rukhani Yechevet HaBiyo Ba'ashifra Chaya. And Paras HaKadosh number three, the MDY family, Lili Nishma, Shimshin Weiss, Shimon Ben, Meshom Dov, Zuchran Levrach. Paras HaKadosh number four, as a schoz for our children to be Kadosh, safe, healthy, and happy, and know Hashem loves them. Today's sponsor, Dal Tamos, third yard side of Hirsch, Lewittown, Levitan. Haravali Yoshragotsvi Ben Chaim Doiv by his family. And by Moshe Sorcher, in blessed memory of my dear brother, Joshua Chaim Ben Soria 
Shalom Sorcerer. All right, here we go. Brand new Mishnah. Tail end of Yivamas. Zain on the base. The official Mishnah is sponsored by Lili from Mayor Yechiel Ben Rebav Rom Zuchon You have two women married to the same guy. By the way, oh, Reb I missed you. Where's Simi Mandelbaum? Anybody know? Give him a call. We need him here ASAP. Shkoyach for coming out. I know it's late. It's already 11.25. Motzi Shabbos. The Oilam is tired. But it's Kedai. It's Kedai. Gishmaka. Oh, Gary Ben Moshe is calling. Oh, this is important. Yeah, hello? Demivo? Okay, do me a favor. He wants Demivo to go down. So I'll tell you what to do. Unscrew that big screw. No, 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 not that. Lower on the on the orange part. Yeah, on the orange, yeah. There's a big no, no, no. There's a big screw. Look at look at this yeah. One. Okay, oh, you do it. All the cameras, right? And then lower. Excellent. Yeah, yeah. That's what they're talking about. Good. Perfect. That should be good. Hello. Yeah. Okay. Excellent. Thank you. So starting the Mishnah, thanks. By the way, everybody, my stepbrother, Ari. He's made it. Yeah. It's a big chizuk for me that he's here. Yishkoyach, he does the daf every day. His son came over to me today. He goes, I think you're my uncle. I said, I don't think so. Who are you? He goes, no, I think you're my father's stepbrother. I said, oh, Shem Aleichem. Then I'm your step-uncle. Yeah. And I said, no, but now that I had him one-on-one, I said, does he father do daf? He goes, every day he does it with you, every day. I said, no, you're not lying. Says the Mishnah. You have two sisters, two wives, co-wives, married to the same guy. An incredible thing is going to happen here. We're going to have a contradiction, halacha contradiction, a, a factual contradiction between the two women. One says, our husband is dead. Therefore, I could go get married. You could get married. Another one says, no, he's not dead. So I can't get married, you can't get married. Not only could the one that says that her husband is dead, she could get married and also take advantage of the ksuba. This is like a contradiction in fact. What happened? Is he dead or alive? If he's dead, so he should be dead for everybody. So both wives should get married. But, but the second wife can't get married because she admits that he's alive. She herself is saying, I'm usher to get married. She made an isser for herself. Even more interesting, at least to me. They both admit that he's dead. The question is, did he get shot in the head or did he die from Yenemachla? But they admit that he's dead. Says the Mishnah, Rabbi Meir Oimer Hoyel, Umakhisha Zu Ezu, Harei Elu Lo Yinasu. They're contradicting each other how he died. Therefore, neither of them could get married. So now let's go backwards a second. Let's go back. Achazemeris Meis, Achazemeris Loy Meis. There's a contradiction here. What's Rabbi Meir going to say? When they contradict each other just on how he died, was it with a bullet, was it with a disease, then none of them can get married. And when one of them contradicts the other and says he's not even dead, shouldn't we, shouldn't we mayor say, it's a bigger problem? The Gemara says, yeah, you're right, he does say that. He argues on that case as well. Okay. Rabbi Yehuda, Rabbi Shimon, Kayom. In the second case, we both say he's dead. The question is how he died. But they agree to the outcome that he's not alive anymore and therefore we could both get married. Yinasu, they could get married. Okay, next case. You have a contradiction between a single witness. One says he's dead, one says he's alive. Therefore, according to one, the wife could get married. According to the other one, you can't get married. Contradiction between women. One woman says he's alive, one woman says she's dead. 
before they have an opportunity, before the Eid Efa, this we discussed the other day. If an Eid Efa comes to Bezdin and he says, so-and-so is dead, we trust him, we trust him like two Eidim. End the story. Comes another Eid, five days later, too late. Obviously we're talking about, they're coming together. They're walking to Bezdin together, so they contradict each other, so now we can't listen to either one of them. But if one of them already said the testimony that he's dead, then he's dead. I don't care that the other's aid comes later on. Says the Mishnah, says the Gemara, Taimed the Amra Loimes. The first case in the Mishnah, there's a contradiction. One woman says he's alive, one woman says she's, he's dead. Okay. The reason why this, the second woman who says, my husband is alive, the reason why she can't get married is because she admits that he's alive. What if she was quiet? She didn't say anything. Now here's the problem. Can we trust a woman when it comes to somebody else? We trust her when it comes to herself. She, we don't want her to remain an aguna. But do we take her testimony so seriously that it would allow another woman to get married based on the testimony? Yes or no? Says the Gemara. We have a problem. How can one co-wife testify for the other? That's impossible. The Chiddush over here is that when she says, you're right, forget if she's quiet. No, if she's quiet, we don't trust. We don't trust the other one. So then why are you saying, so the case, the Chiddush over here is, even when the woman, listen to this, this is going to be incredible. When the woman says, the second woman says, our husband didn't die. You're lying. You say he died. He didn't die. I would think that we should trust her that he's dead. Why? Because if she was just quiet, then there could be real trouble here for her co-wife. If she wants to get, if she wants to get her, her co-wife in trouble, she should just be quiet and wait until the guy shows up. If she knows, what does she know? Think about it. It's like one of these riddles. What does she know? If she knows that he's alive, so why would she come and testify that he's, that he's alive? Let her trip up by herself. Be quiet. Let her get married. Two days later, the husband shows up. That's it. Her co-wife's life is over. She has to get divorced from the second guy. She has to get divorced from the first guy. So what does she know? She knows that he's dead. Therefore, she's coming and testifying that he's alive. Oh, so we should trust her that he's alive. We should, maybe, maybe we should trust her that he's dead. That's the that's the Gemara saying. For care of what she's saying, whatever she says, she wants her tsar to be in trouble. That's it. So why is she saying he's not dead? That, that he didn't die? She wants Bezin to believe her that he's not dead. And if he's not dead, her co-wife can't get married. But wait a minute. If her co-wife can't get married, guess who else can't get married? She can't get married. So she shot herself in the foot. To get her co-wife. Says the Gemara, crazy aside. The Tamus Nafsha Implishtim Ka'amra. I think that she's trying to act like Shimshin Agibar. Here, I, I usually don't like to, to show biblical fig figures and their, their faces, but the other pictures that they had over there, he wasn't wearing a shirt, whatever. Okay, this is not what he looked like. But this is the story. The story is. That Shimshon Agibar, when they caught him finally, they tied him to the two beams of this, the, the great arena. And in the arena were all the greats of the Plishtim. They were all sitting there, all the generals, everybody. And he said to Hashem, give me one last chance. Let me die, but let me die with everybody. Thomas Nafshin Plishtim. I'll die, let me kill everybody. I don't care if I die with them. Turns out, the Yushalmi says that when they recovered his body, he was on top of the pile. So everybody got nervous that maybe he, 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 was, he survived. The Pelishtim didn't touch Klai's for 20 years. They were nervous for 20 years because of what happened. But the Gemara says that it's possible if we think about it. I always had this fascination about why would people kill? If you kill somebody, you go to jail for 50 years. But it's, this is the aside. I don't care if I go to jail for 50 years. I want you dead. I hate you so much that so my life is over also. Thomas Nafshi and that's every murderer has this 
idea of Tamas Nafshim Plishtim. The Benish Chai brings a story. It's now in terms of Sina. You know what? Let me let me tell you about. The, uh, maybe I'll say it later. But the Masis Sharm. Masis Sharm says incredible story. So at least the marshal. He says a king saw that the two people that hated each other. So he told he called he called one of them. He said, "Listen, you can have whatever you want in my kingdom. Anything you want, but." On condition, I'm going to give your enemy double. So think about it. He could have a hundred million dollars right now. All his problems solved, or a lot of his monetary problems solved. And the guy is thinking to himself, but if I get a hundred, that means he's going to get two hundred, and he's going to be wealthier than me, my biggest enemy. You know what he told the king? He said, "Poke one of my eyes out." That's that's sinner. That's and that's Thomas Nafshin Plishtim. I'd rather have one eye poked out and make sure that my, my enemy has both of his eyes poked out. When talking about Sinna, the Ben says there was two sisters that fought their entire life. They had major fight. One of them was on her deathbed. So she decided she's going to make peace. She called the sisters. She goes, you know, I'm dying. I'm on my last days over here. Why don't you come and, and, and say say hello, say we'll make up. So the sister came and uh, she walks into the room and she says, come, come, I want to tell you something. Come. So the sister comes and leans over and she whispers in her ear. And as she whispers in her ear, she took a bite out of her ear. Part of her ear was went missing. And she leaned back and she died with a smile. So that's, that's Sina, says the Benishkai. To, to your own sister. All right, but there, there is a Muslim like that. Thomas Nafshi Implishtim. Says the Gemara. So now I just pointed it out to make it easier when we're reading the Mishnah. When they argue on how he died, Ramirez says, wait a minute, there's a contradiction. How he died. So we can't trust them for anything. Neither of them can get married. But what about the first case of the Mishnah? When one says he's dead and one says he's alive, shouldn't Ramirez jump in and say, wait a minute, we don't trust him at all? Ramirez does say in the Reisha the same thing. But we have a Machlaikas here. The Reisha is Rabbi Huda, Rabbi Shimon, and the Seifa is Rabbi Meir. Rabbi Huda, Rabbi Shimon, fine. So, it's like, according to Rabbi Huda, Rabbi Shimon, we trust the woman who says her husband is dead, we don't, and, and we trust the other one that he's not dead, so therefore she doesn't get married. And according to Rabbi Meir, we can't trust either of them. No, we could say that the ratio goes according to the mayor as well. But how I feel the mayor might, so how come it doesn't say the mayor argues in the case where they argue between each other if he's dead or alive? No. When a woman comes and says he's not dead, we don't trust her at all. In other words, when two women come forward and they say, the first woman says, our husband died. He died from a bullet shot to the head. So what is she saying? She's saying, I need to get, I can get married. I don't have a husband anymore. Exactly the circumstances of his death, bullet. Okay. Now we listen to the second one. The second woman comes in, she says, he died from a terrible disease. What is she saying? She's saying, I can get married. She's not trying to get her, sister, her, her co-wife. She's just trying to help herself. They both have a very selfish agenda. They want to get married. That's it. Now, they happen to contradict each other how he died. Okay. So for that, we'll trust them. Says, says Remeir, since, they, since they're not in it against each other, fine. but in the case where one says he's still alive 
Wait a minute. Now her testimony is not for herself. Her testimony is just to get her, her co-wife. And if that's the case, we're not going to trust her. You hear? Big enough Kamino. The Kaloi Mace, when she says he's not dead, we're not going to trust her because she's not in it for herself. She's in it to get her co-wife. Then we don't trust her. When you're in it for yourself, that's something else. Tanan, in the end of the mission, the last case. There's a contradiction between witnesses. According to Rebbe we could say, okay, I know who this goes according to. It goes according to Rebbe But according to Rebbe that Rebbe doesn't argue, so who does it go according to? Kashi. Says the Mishnah. He who battled him against him, official Mishnah, sponsored leading Mishnah, Reb Meir Yechiel ben Reb Avram. Again, couples vacationing overseas. Ubav Amram Meiz Bali. No chiddush yet. My husband died. She could get married. We trust. So we always say this entire, all these dapping we're learning, we trust a woman when it comes that her husband is dead. And not only that, she could get a ksuba. However, Vitsarasa Asura, that we also mentioned earlier, her testimony doesn't help. She can't testify for the co-wife. She only testifies for herself. What if the tsara is married to the kayan? The guy's a kayan, but she is Israelis, and she eats truma based on her husband. Now we have a big dilemma. Listen to this. If this is a halachic dilemma. How could it be? On the one hand, you're saying that Rachel could get married to anybody she wants because according to Rachel, her husband is dead. On the other hand, you're saying Leah could eat truma. She's eating truma because her husband is alive. Which one is it? Is the husband alive or dead? If he's alive and she's eating truma, so this one can't get married. If he's dead because he trusts her, then how could she eat truma? Forget about each person. Together, there's a contradiction here in Halacha and Metzias. Nevertheless, the mission says, go ahead and eat truma. This is a big problem. Somebody, she's going to be eating truma, possibly, this one might be a shesesh. This one might not be married to a kayan. So therefore, nobody could get married, nobody could eat truma. Omro meis, bali, vachach meis, if she says, first my husband died, and then my father-in-law died. In other words, she's testifying about her mother-in-law. And now we said yesterday, mother-in-laws and daughter-in-laws don't get along. So she has no right to testify about her mother-in-law. We trust her about part of her testimony that her husband is dead. And... She could get her ksuba, the chamoisa, but the testimony regarding the mother-in-law, we don't trust. Rabbi Yisai, one more mother-in-law joke. And this one is a good one. <laughs> so, there was a funeral, the mother-in-law died, and they put the coffin on the back of the, the carriage, the, the horse and buggy, and the buggy, and the son-in-law, and the relatives are on the wagon, and they're going towards the funeral. Get close to the cemetery, the cemetery, get close to the cemetery, and the wagon driver takes a very sharp right turn, and the coffin flips right off the wagon. The coffin opens up, can't believe it. The mother jumps up and walks away. They couldn't believe it. So, okay, mother in law continues later on. Two years later, the mother-in-law dies. The funeral. You're getting close to the cemetery. You get close to that place, that turn. All of a sudden, the son-in-law starts screaming. Driver, watch the turn! Watch the turn! <laughs> okay. Weiter. Omro meis bali Oh, where are we? Yeah, so now we're with the mother-in-law. So, 
Everybody on Shabbos came over to me and says, I don't think all your mother-in-law jokes. You have the best mother-in-law in the world. It's true. Anybody knows Susie Friedman, everybody knows the sweetest woman in the world. And I was actually, I was reflecting, I told my father-in-law today, I said, it took me to, to have a son-in-law to understand what kind of gvura you had not to open your mouth all those years. He never told me anything. I told him one day, hey, I'm moving to Israel with your grandchildren, with your daughter. He should have like punched me right in the face. You know, something. He should have, whoa, whoa maybe, oh, it should be batzlacha. Nothing. That's just one example I could say on, you know, Barabim. There's many other examples where he could have killed me and he just ignored the whole thing. But it, I only realized that after, once you have a son-in-law, you realize, once you have a child, you realize what it means to be a father, you know, that kind of thing. I told him today, yeah, not the greatest in-laws. Baruch Hashem. And that's why I'm allowed to make fun. That's why I make fun of my wife. And I make fun of myself. Okay, so you can could, you could do that kind of stuff when it's all jokes and games. And my mother-in-law doesn't watch the shir, so it doesn't really matter. <laughs> Says the Gemara. Now, the, if the mother-in-law is married to a kind, she continues eating true. Same thing as we had in the ratio. What is the difference? Somebody's going to be over Avera here. Maybe the daughter-in-law is right. Maybe the daughter-in-law is not lying and the, and the father-in-law actually died. So the father-in-law died. You should not be eating truma. Says the Gemara Why do I need two cases? One about a sister-in-law. Uh, a co-wife, sorry, a co-wife, testifying about a husband, do we trust her for the other co-wife? And about a daughter-in-law and a mother-in-law. It's the same thing, Rabbi Kiva said in both cases, with the same argument, Tarifin said, we trust her, we trust her for herself, we don't trust her for this. Rabbi Kiva says, listen, since it's possible you might be eating truma, don't, don't eat truma, and since you might be with the Ish, don't don't do it. But it's the same case, no? It's the same idea. Says If I only said the case of co-wives, the Gemara says an incredible thing here. The reason why co-wives hate each other so much is because they have physical pain or a physical tsar, I should say. Meaning, they're fighting over their husband. The husband is 50%, let's call it, with this one, 50%. So they feel it on, their, on themselves. It's a physical thing. But what's the problem with the mother-in-law? The tsar mila da alma. It's just words. I don't know if they still say it when I was a kid. They said sticks and sticks and stones could break my bones, but names will never hurt me. Which is shtus and bavon, right? Because sticks and stones could break could break bones and it'll heal. Words actually last forever. Okay, fine. But that's what mila da alma. It's maybe they stop saying it. Maybe there's a. I haven't heard it in a long time. They don't, it's Shtusen. The other one's Moedet Shtusen. Okay, great. The Tzar Mila, I don't know what, the mother said a few words. It's not, it's not a physical thing like a co-wife. Ema, Moedet Kiva. Maybe since they're not in such a fight, maybe she's still saying the truth so we can trust her. And if it's said only by a mother-in-law, because he doesn't really hate her, that's why Rabbi Kiva says we should trust her, but the case of uh, co-wives, that they hate each other, so we can't trust anything she says, don't trust her, and therefore she could eat truma, therefore she could get married to someone else. The Allah is like that we trust the women. We also learn the Mishnah. We're going to have it today in the Mishnah. If a woman says, I had a son and so what happens? She goes to overseas, she goes without a kid. Without a kid means that if her husband dies and he's dying childless, therefore, look at this kid, he has a sweat. Get over here for a second. Yeah, come, come, come around this way. I just noticed something very interesting. What's your name? Levi? Ah, you got it, Levi's son? What are you, how'd you get here? Wow, look at this. Show everybody. This is Tomer Levi's uh, nephew. Wow. Yavaldik. 
Nice to meet you. The back, come here. Get it. You got the real deal? Okay, turn around. Turn around to everybody. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Oh, this way, this way, this way. Get smacked to do the dap. And now this way. Uh, give Valdez. Okay. Send regards. Where's your father? How come he didn't come? Ah, he sends you instead. Okay. You know Tomer's coming to America this week. You're going you're going to see him? Wow. Anybody else going to see him from Chicago? Yeah. You're going from Salmon. You're going? But you're from New York. Who else? You're going to see him. Wow. You guys have tickets already? Over a thousand tickets sold, pushing probably like twelve hundred already. There's gonna be big news tomorrow about the sim. Uh, an announcement to be made. I don't want to give it away now, but there's a big announcement. I hope nobody heard, but yeah. Says a better one. A better, yeah, okay. I'm not supposed to talk about it until tomorrow. Where are we? Okay. So, when a woman goes overseas and she doesn't have a child, she's going becheskas that she would stand libo. She doesn't have a kid. Now she claims, we have to trust her, she claims, I have a son. I had a son. And therefore, what does the son cause? No yibum. But, ba- you know what happened? Mez beni. My son died. So she went from being chayv to yibum, to being potter to yibum, because she had a kid, to being chayv again. So she didn't accomplish anything. She left chayv. She came back based on her testimony. That's what we call a pesha asar, a pesha eter. She said that she's not chayv in yibum. Then she said she's chayv. Kids are garnished. Right now, it's a white. It's a wash. But if she says my husband died first, and then my son, and we know that Allah that if this, if this, when the husband died, he had a kid even for one moment. There's no chiv of yibum. She wants to potter herself from yibum. Now, when a person, when a woman says I could get married to somebody else, we trust her. But when she says I, I. I'm not chayv yibum. We don't trust her. Let her get chalitza. Let her get yibum. Whatever it is, we don't trust her. Because the point is, we don't want a woman to be in aguna to stay unmarried. But here she has a husband. She, we 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 can't trust her husband or that she had a kid, didn't have a kid. But we have to be concerned for words. And she gets chalitza, but no yibum. Says the Gemara, here we have a raya that we don't trust a co-wife. We trust her for herself, but not the co-wife. The official Mishnah is sponsored Lili Nishmas Rameri Yechiel Ben Rebavrom Zechroin Levracha Daf Kufiut Ches Amid Beis. And Daf Kufiut Ches Amid Beis is sponsored by Moshe Horn in honor of Rabbi Svi Medatsky, the only Rebbe that was actually good at basketball. Sponsored by Nisano, Latzlucha Ruchni, and Gashmi, from Rad and Kash, for introducing me to MDY. Says the Mishnah. Kiddush Achas Mechomish Nashim, Ve'enyo Idea is a Kiddush. So I want to show you real quickly on the screen here. Um, the two things on top, there's green and there's red. Green is good, red is bad. A, a man says, I gave Kiddushin to one of the five women. Here, there's a little bit of a picture. I tried to do something tonight. The one on the left. Five women. You have the Burka lady, the five towns, just to reunite everybody before we say goodbye to them for a while. And then we have a case also in the Mishnah of a guy who says, I stole from five men. Stole from five people. What do you do? It's the same kind of idea. Now, there's Kiddushin with giving money. The first mission in Kedushin. How do you make a woman? Kesef shtar bia. Bia is not such a good thing. It's, the Rabbanon said you shouldn't do it like that. You should do it with Kedushin. Now, when it comes to stealing, stealing is a very bad thing. But taking, reminds me now, it's a Maisa. If you speak Yiddish, it's a lot better. There's a guy, the Rebbe told him, why do you steal? He says, Rebbe, I took it, I didn't steal. But that's not what we're talking about over here. We're talking about taking. In other words, you go into the store, you say, hey, I see it all the time. Uh, a guy goes, uh, I was in the barbershop. Oh, I forgot my money. They do it all the time, the younger guys. Uh, I'll, I'll bring it later. 
He didn't steal. He intends on paying, but he forgot to pay. He goes into the store and he says, you know, I'll, I'll, let me just take some cockish cake. I'll, I'll bring some money tomorrow. And then he forgets about it. it happens all the time. That's not stealing. Because when he, he took it and he took it, Bershos, supposed to pay. So when it says Kiddushin, what's the other story going to be together with Kiddushin? Taking. What are the two bad ones in this case? A guy was boiled. He had beer with one of the five women. He forgot which one. Or he stole. But when the Mishnah gives us the two cases, it takes one from the green and one from the red. In black. It says Kiddush. But the counter one should be Lakach. It doesn't say Lakach. It says Gaza. Okay. We have, we're going to see, there's a, 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 a Mandalam that says, no, in fact, it's talking about Kiddush and Lakach. And we have Reb Tarvin says, Baal and Gaza. It's the red. And one Mandalam says, no, it's the green. But our Mishnah says one and one. Okay. It's not that complicated. It's just a very cool story. It's just how, how, how bad was his action. Says the Mishnah. Kiddush Achaz B'chamish Nashim. He gave Ayerson, he gave a diamond to one of the five women. And all five want to be married to him. They all come, he's a, he's a celebrity or something, and they all want to be married to him. He says, but, you know, I don't remember. You all look the same. I don't remember why I was in Kaddish. Each one says, you, I'm the one. So what do you do? He has to divorce five of them. However, if there was a ksuba for whatever reason, he promised Aksuba, even though it was Arison. He puts it in the middle, and he runs away. Let them fight over it. Some say he puts it in Bezin. Whatever you do, but he absolves himself from the Shechiyot. Again, same kind of lesson like we had on Amad Aleph. That's not the way you get out of it. You don't know who you got engaged to? So pay. Give each one a full Tzuba. Same kind of idea. Gazal echot mechamisha. Now, like I mentioned before, instead of gzela, what should have it said? Since it said kiddush, it didn't say bal, so it's using the finer one of the two from the green. So it should have the counter one to that should have been lakach. He took, but no, the mission is going into a, an, an extreme case. Gazal echot mechamisha. He stole from one of five. Beidays means gazal, right? Reb Nachman Seltzer brings. He has a whole book about who was it? The famous guy that there was Makari people when he became bal tshuva. He had to go and he stole from a lot of people. And he, he describes in the book how he gave back every single thing that he stole some oranges from a guy, bricks from another guy. He had to find them and locate them. It took them five years, I think, to, to pay people back to figure out who he stole the bricks from. He had to go to the city and who did construction in that year. Oh my, fine. He stole from five people, right? If you steal from people, you steal from a tzibur, you don't want to pay back. They say you should pay the, the city. You pay like... Pay for sidewalks, things that somebody said once. I you guys don't know. In our shul and our shul between Kabbal Shabbos and Meirev, because they want to dive in Meirev after this month, so you don't have to say Kriyishma. By the way, last night, the Gaba he knocks on the table. Everybody remember to say Kriyishma. I went to a bunch of people. I said, how many times have you remembered to say Kriyishma at home? The guy says, never. Never. When you dive in early, it's a problem in America. Fine. But a guy said as a joke, he said, listen, if you stole from the Olam, the way to pay back is to give a drasha between Kabbalah Shabbos and Meirev. If you stole, sorry, I ruined the joke. If you stole, if you gezel Shana from a tzibur, if you woke up a bunch of people, then you give a drasha during, between Kabbalah Shabbos and Meirev. I ruined the punchline, but here it is. Great. Says the Gemara. Uh, you put down the gzela and you run away. That's not the way to do it. Says the Gemara. Now, I already said this whole Gemara about Peh, and here it is inside. Kiddush Katani, Bali Katani. If you notice, it doesn't use the one from the red. It uses the, 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 the nicer thing. He gave Kiddushin. It's not us to give Kiddushin to a woman. Baal, to be kind of a beer, that's a problem. Gaza Katani. Oh, that's a big problem to steal. So I took one from the red. Lokach Katani. The easy one, the thing that's mutter to take and ask the guy permission to take something and I'll pay you back later. It doesn't say that. It doesn't go according to anybody. What's the Tanakama? What's Rabbi Shimon Lazar? Oh, I, I think instead of Rabbi Tarvin, it should be Rabbi Shimon Lazar. My mistake on the red. I gotta fix that somehow. Not now. The Sanya Rabbi Shimon Ben Lazar. So Rabbi Tarvin says the case is the worst. All the, the two reds, the Baal and Gazal. That's what Rabbi, Tarvin, uh, Rabbi, Rabbi Shimon Ben Lazar says. 
Again, it's not when he took it's the two reds, it's gazal, just like in our mission. That part is good with our mission. The first part is not. Okay, Reb Shimon Lazar says, I have to erase. Retirement for Reb Shimon Lazar, Machlok is on the red. It's not enough. You have to pay everybody. Now, the Gemara says there's somebody that argues on this. And that's the one in green. On the small box. If I do. Here, no, okay, whatever. You see this guy right over here. That's what we're going to be saying now. Sorry. He's saying, Rabbi Shimon says the Machlegis is in the red box, not in the green. So the Tanakhama says the Machlegis is in the green box. The problem is money. Who's our mission going like? Our mission is not green box and not red box. It's one from the green, one from the red. The black and the green and the black and the red. It's Kiddush and Gazal. It doesn't match any of the boxes on the bottom. It's just say the two really bad ones. And fine. It is the two bad ones. Baal and Gazal. So then why does our mission say Kiddush? You know what? Kiddush means Baal. My Kiddush. Kiddush Bibi. is Mikaj Bibi. Tana, now the Gemara says, so then why did I say two cases? We're saying our Mishnah goes that he's Baal and Geisel. It's the same thing, right? Rabbi Kiva says, you, you drop the Ksuva in front of five women, you run away. You drop your sack of money that you stole and run away. Why, why do you need two cases? Says the Gemara, Tana Kiddush, the Achakach, the Rabbi Kiva, the Afagav, the Yisur, the Rabbanonavid, it's not a big deal. He did a little bit of an Yisur, not a, not a big Yisur. Kanas, nevertheless, he, was, he, he said, you have to pay every single person. Tana Gezel, right? Again, if a person was Mekadosh a woman, it's not the end of the world. It's one of the three ways to be Mekadosh. It's a Mishnah. But Chacham said, don't do it. If you do it, I'm going to give you a penalty and you have to pay all five women a Ksuba. Tana Gezel, and Gezel, which is the Isidar Isa, is to teach us the power of Rebbe Shita, even though he did a big iser. He stole. Is it? You put the money down in the middle and you run away. Like on us. Says the Mishnah. Sponsor Lili Nishmas. Remei Yechil Ben Reb Avram Zuchon Elavrocha. Rodoilam in Eretz Yisrael. We're almost done. Start putting on your tefillin. We'll be there soon. Ha'isha Sholcha Ha'i'u Ba'alam Dinas Ha'yom U'bena Imahem. We had this Mishnah before. We know a lot about it. Just a few minutes ago. A woman went overseas with a son. In other words, she's not Chayv Yibum, because even if her husband dies, she has a son. She's part of Yibum. My husband died. I'm part of Yibum. You know why? Because my husband was alive. When he died, he had a son. Because she left part of Yibum, and her testimony corroborates that fact that we know, that she was part of Yibum, because she left with a son. But if she changes the facts that we know, she says, my son died first, and therefore I'm chayving yibam, now she wants to be with her brother-in-law. Maybe she likes her brother-in-law, can't trust her. However, she needs some sort of repair, some tikkun. So we tell the brother-in-law, give her chalitza. I left without a child, but now you should know I was there long enough, and we're actually going to have a whole thing tomorrow that it makes sense. Most women get pregnant later on. Okay, so she's saying, I had a child, and therefore I'm potter from Yibom. But that son didn't help me out because he died before my husband. So when my husband died, I was chayving Yibom. She didn't change the facts that we know. However, if she's trying to change something, my husband died, and then my son, so I'm potter from Yibum, and in a menace, because when she left, she was chayving Yibum, she wants to change it to potter in Yibum, we don't trust her. However, we have to be concerned from her words, she does chalitza. You should know, 
when we left to Chutzlaretz, if my husband would have died, he had no brothers. So I spoke of him. But now there's a little guy, there's a little brother-in-law. I'm chayving Yibam now. If she says my husband died first, and now I have a Yavam, and I'm chayving Yibam, Yavam, Yavam, Bali, Nemenes. Now she's believed. Holcha, Hiubalo, Yavamalim, Dinasayom. All three of them went. The brother-in-law, everybody. Omra Meis Bali, Vachach Yavami. My husband died first, and then my Yavam, Yavami, Vachach Bali, Enenemenes. Now she wants to be chayving Yibam, she's not Nemo. She not believed to say something about her brother-in-law that she could get married. Here's the pasuk we, we said it so many times during the seven. It's good to see it again. You now want to marry two sisters when they're both alive, but once one of the sisters dies, then you can marry your sister. So comes the woman and says, "You know, my sister died. You can marry me now." She goes to, to her brother-in-law, who's married to, to her sister. She says, I know her back, my sister died, now marry me. She's not believed. And a person is not believed to say, you know, my brother died, so now you're my Yavama. And he can't testify about his own wife, so he can marry the wife's sister. She's Beautiful sugya. The halacha is, I can make a shliach to be kind of a million dollars for you. Why? Because you want it. If you knew that he's going to be kind of the million dollars for you, you'd say, of course, be my shliach. What about a get? Could I make you a shliach to receive a get for my wife? The answer is no. Because it's the opposite of a million dollars. It's a chayv. We need a permission. But what if the get is a good thing? How's it a good thing? There's just a story in Tzvat, eight years ago. A guy was on his deathbed in a hospital, and they realized, wait a minute, the wife is going to be chayv yibam, chalitza. So he told somebody, be, eight years ago, be my shliach, receive this gift from my wife. But you can't receive a gift from your wife. But in this case, you could, because I'm saving her from chalitza. The whole Eretz Yisrael was flipped over sideways. What are you going to do with this woman? It's not a good get. It is a good get. Fine. But that's what happened there. Ask the Gemara by Rabbi Nachman. I'm Zakiyat Lishloi b'Mokim Yavam out. In order to be Mezaka, the Yavam is a disgusting creature. Everybody hates that Yavam. I don't want my my wife to fall to Yibam to my crazy brother. So I I'm Mezaka. She's not around. She's in a different country. I tell somebody here, be Zaycha right away. Like more than a million dollars. I'm saving your life. Since she hates him, it's a great schus. And I could do this. No, sometimes a sister-in-law loves a brother-in-law. Maybe it's a bad thing for her. You can't do it. I'll prove it to you from the Mishnah. It says in both cases, whether she's trying to be with, to have Yibam, and whether she's trying to get out of Yibam, we don't trust her, we do trust her, we say in both cases, why? Because it goes in both ways. Either uh, it's, a, it's good for her or it's bad for her. We don't know. Sometimes to, to be misyabim is good, she likes the brother-in-law, sometimes she hates him. So Mela, you see, so just give her chalitza and shalom Yisrael. All in Ravina, accept the get, but give her chalitza. What if they, they hate each other, there's a big fight. Right now, the husband and wife are fighting. Uh, it happens in the best marriages, they fight. It's a normal thing. They say, oh, if you don't fight, something's wrong with you. Great. So they're in the middle of the fight. Now, in the middle of the fight, they want to get divorced. Of course, then they make shalom and everything is not, nothing ever happens. So in that point, when there's a big fight, for that moment, it's great for her. She wants you to make a shliach for her. It's better for a woman just to be married without being married. It's terrible. Tashma. Now the Gemara brings four different Reasons why a woman wants to get married, be married. The famous line, it's better to be two people than to be one. No matter what the case is, we say it even in a crazy case of uh, a guy, a, a ugly guy, a, a, what do you call it, tzuruah, whatever. Fine. So even, she'd rather be with the, the, the Yavam than to be 
by herself. In Eretz Yisrael, we're almost done. One minute, one minute. Abayi Omer, the Shumshin Gavro, even if her husband is extremely short, I have a picture. No, not of a short guy, but uh, just a, a guy is as short as uh, an ant, says the Gemara. He's really short like an ant. She sits with the noble women. She's chashev. I'm married. You know, married. doesn't matter how tall the guy is physically. So now we, we spoke about being married. And then you have, even if her husband has a physical defect, no, rather be married. Stam, real quickly. The Chai says, the smaller things than an ant. You could say uh, a flea. Why an ant? Because an ant has chachma. An ant, we say, you can learn things from an ant. So even though he's short in stature, but he brings chachma. Even though her husband has a terrible job, he's a garbage man, or he, 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 what he does is he, he works in wool. It's a ter- in those days, it's a terrible job. It doesn't matter. She sits out on the stoop with him and she schmoozes. She shows off, she's married. Ravashi Omar, they call Sagavra, even Bizman Imagine being a rabbi, not being married. Imagine being a principal. They have a principal, I know the principal not married, but imagine being a Magachir, the Fiyami Magachir, not being married. It's, it's certain things, you have to be married. So it's good to have a name, I'm married. I don't care who. Doesn't nobody looks, the guy's two feet tall, he works in wool. I'm married. Now I can be a rub in a show. If even if he has some sort of blemish in his yichos, it's good. You know why? Because when he has a blemish in his yichos, he's not going to complain about anything. You can make him.